0: Hi, Ibera. Hi, Lillian, and welcome to Talk with Ibera. I'm so pleased that you could join us today, and I'm so very excited. And I want the world to know how important you are to me. Let me shout it from the rooftop. Lillian is so important <laughs> to me! <You> make <laughs> a huge, huge impact. And you know, I'll always seek your counsel, always seek your guidance, anytime, any day. So this is me saying publicly, thank you, and I love you. (laughs) the moon, I'm back.
1: (laughs) Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eberis. Thank you. That is so huge coming from you. I always said that we are great minds that think alike and, you know, hang out together. And I've learned so much from you. It's really an honor and a privilege to talk with you this afternoon i'm glad to be here thank you for inviting me
0: great great and like i promised my listening audience i've said over and over that this particular topic why do dreams die i've tried to get really really value their thought processes people who are deep thinkers yeah so because it's so important i found that when we're young We believe we can do almost anything. We don't accept or recognize barriers or inhibitions. But as we get older, we kind of like embrace fear or whatever. Why does that happen, do you think?
1: Well, it's interesting you're asking me this, since it's right in the line of my work as a life coach. And um, I, I would tell you that I've thought about it a great deal. And I've actually written something about this. Like you mentioned, one of the key things is fear. Children don't have fear. They learn that from adults. So a lot of the fears that we have that limit us in our imagination, in our dreams, come from the environment. As the child grows up, oh, be careful. Don't do that. No, you can't do that. No, you can't have that. Oh, you got to be careful. And then the child learns fear. And fear becomes a crippling companion on the journey of life. That's one of the reasons. That's not all of it. But it's one of the best things that happen to us. Another thing is that we learn uniformity. Oh, (laughs) you
0: got me there. I cannot bear that. You know, we were just clones. Everyone's a clone of everybody else and just copying blindly. Yep,
1: that's right. So we are shepherded off to kindergarten. We are all in the same seats. We eat at the same time. We do the same things, apart from a few educational facilities where the child is allowed to be creative and to find their path. And then we go to primary school. More of the same. Thing, right within the box. Did you hear that? <laughs> and so and we the, just and, and, the, and the
0: keys like tightened. The, the, so the locks are tightened in that box. Exactly. Exactly. So remain, so remain there.
1: Yeah. So the keys are tightened. And by the time you're getting older to high school, you need, the, the, the keys are thrown away practically. Wow. So we are we are in a box. Think about it. We are put in a box, operating in a box from a box to a box. You're in the car, in the house. In the, I mean, in modern cities today, it's even worse because of physical environment confines you to boxes. That's right. The home, the car, the The office, the computer, the phone. People hardly go out into nature anymore. Hmm. So these are some of the undergirding issues, apart from other things that now begin to manifest. But as you look into the root, these are some of those things, yeah, that can cause us to, 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 to become limited and narrow, even in our imagination where there is no limitation or where there should be no limitation. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to repeat that and I'm going to quote you.
0: In okay. our imagination, there should be no limitations. That's profound. That's absolutely okay. profound. So, absolutely. And our stimuli and our environment introduce these limitations or the outliness of them. Is that correct?
1: Yes, the awareness of these limitations. Because they are not there. We just think, again, that brings me to awareness. Because I did an A to Z of Why Dreams Die and How to Revive Your Dreams. It's a a handbook that I did, right? Yes, it's A to Z. So awareness, you know, like we say, you don't know what you don't know. And except we expand and grow in our awareness our dreams are going to be limited. Even when we have big dreams, we're going to be limited into thinking that they're not achievable because of a limitation in awareness. So we need to up the game of awareness by constantly exposing ourselves to different stimuli from what we are familiar with, getting out of our comfort zones, having experiences, traveling, reading, Hanging out with sensible people who are thinking.
0: That's very important. That's very important. But I'm going to to ask you, though, how can you be absolutely certain that your dreams are valid? And just just for clarity, clarity, dreams here (laughs) is not dreams uh, when we sleep at night and the things that come to us in our subconscious. We're referring to your goal, your vision, your purpose, call it what you like, but those dreams that are burning and how, how do you convince yourself? Because you must convince yourself first before the world believes you that those Mm -hmm. dreams are valid.
1: All right. So first and foremost, my question back to you is valid to who? To you? Because when we start talking to to you, okay, great. Because when we start talking about validity, Oftentimes, people are looking for validity from the outside.
0: External. Mm.
1: External validity. Now, if you're asking me, how do you convince yourself that your dream is valid? Yes. Well, you're the one that has the dream. You have that dream, right? It's burning in you. Like, you know, the prophet says, it's like a fire burning in you. So what validity are you seeking? Is it that this dream I'm having is attainable? Is it that this dream is, I'm good enough for this dream? What is the validity you're seeking there? Is it that this dream, um, it's guaranteed it can happen? Because there's no guarantee with dreams. There's no. no guarantee. The fun of it is in the chasing the dreams and making it happen. So I think... I think the question that I would be asking is, do I believe that I'm worthy to manifest these dreams that go on in my head? This vision, this goal, this this thing that I see with the eye of my heart. Do I believe that I can and I'm worthy enough to attempt to bring it into being? So it it has to start from the place of self-belief. All right, I'll take it back
0: one step. I'll just take it back one step. Before we even get to the point of self-belief and and, um, whether the dreams are valid or not, how about the source of the dream? Yeah, Mm because my former guest, one of my guests, I said to him, him, where do these dreams come from? Why would a five-year-old wake up and say, I'm going to change the world? I'm going to be a big astronaut. Or a 10 year old to say, I'm going to be the biggest social worker. Or, you know, where did they come from? Does God give the dream? Are you born with a dream? Do you discover the dream along the line?
1: Okay. That's an interesting question. And depending on where you are coming from, spiritually, you could have different answers. So I am going to give you my own answer as a Christian. Absolutely. I, I know that we didn't just drop into this world. We we are created by God. He's the creator of the universe. And so we are coming from eternity into time. And the one who's created us and put us in time has purpose. He's a purposeful God. Now, if you remember from the book of Wisdom, God said to the prophet Ezekiel, Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you, I knew you, you, Mm -hmm. and I chose you to be a prophet. I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations before the sperm and the egg ever came together. It was for the purpose of being a prophet to the nations that I allowed the sperm and the egg come together to form you, Ezekiel. Because there's something on my mind for the time and dispensation that I'm sending you into the world. So these thoughts come from one mind, the mind of God. And he leaves clues in our lives, in our hearts. He starts dropping the... Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, a body you have prepared me that I might come and do your will. So the purpose for me being in this physical body is to do a will of the one who sent me. Hmm. So So there is a purpose for my being here. And the person that has that purpose has not left me clueless. He's given me the faculties to attract, to trap, to receive these thoughts and to begin to walk in them. God wanted to save his people from the famine that was going to happen in the world. He put a dream in a young boy's heart called Joseph. Joseph. And at the end of the day, we see it through scriptures, we see it. So it doesn't matter what people call it. Some say, oh, it's the universe. Oh, it's God. It's spirit. It's this. There is a higher intelligence, a higher power.
0: Hallelujah.
1: I call him him God. He's the one that... Uniformly distributes these thoughts, these impulses, these dreams, these things. And the, the human mind is like a receptor. It's like a magnetic receptor that pulls down thoughts from different dimensions, even different from where you are operating at. And then depending on what we do with these impulses, that will determine whether those things are going to come into manifestation through us or through other people. Have so you ever had a thought, is, a dream? Yeah, yes. That you were not sure you wrote down and then you didn't do anything about it. Two Many years down the line, somebody does exactly.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that God gives these dreams to different people depending on who will catch it and run with it. That's right. That's right.
1: So another That's question right. I have
0: for you there. Mm. Does everyone have a dream? Is every single person who has touch the universe, come with a dream? Are there people who are just, are just born and just kind of like walls through life, dreamless, no ambition to do anything in particular, just living life by default? Or is it that they have a dream and they refuse to acknowledge or even identify it?
1: Okay, I, I, I want to quickly um, say something to what I said earlier on. And yeah. where I was alluding to the fact that we live in a spiritual universe, right? Right. And not all impulses and dreams are from a right source. I quickly want to make that point. Yeah. But having said that, I you know I have I hold master mastermind classes. And in one of my classes, a lady after the class, she was in tears and she said to me, Coach Lillian, she know I'd forgotten how to dream. Wow. So it, sometimes it's not that p- people don't have dreams. Sometimes they've forgotten to dream. Sometimes they are beat down, beat up by life, and they they just forget they, they're just merely existing. They're not living. So sometimes you find people they have so stuffed who they are. You know, I'm big on authenticity. Absolutely. Their authentic self is lost. Very. So it's. Yeah, so they cannot have a dream because they are not in tune with themselves. So they start stuff, but they don't finish. There no, there's no passion, there's no fire, because it's not them. they don't even know who they are. So I do not think, because my basic premise is that we have a purposeful creator. I do not think that there is anybody who was created without a dream, without something to achieve in life, their environment may have knocked it out of them, And so it looks like, but as I work with countless, countless clients, so what's your dream? You know I have the Dreams of Reality program. What's your dream? I don't have any dream. I'm just getting by life, you know. But within a month or so, they have this, amazing dreams that they had completely forgotten
0: right So, so let, let, me, let, me, let me come in there so does it mean then that we all have some sort of responsibility to pursue our dreams no matter what life throws at us because life will toss things at us we all know that
1: mm-hmm so to mm-hmm.
0: extent, what extent do we you know, have to fight against these things, these circumstances, to make sure our dreams go, go
1: on? I think that we each have a responsibility to grow. You see, let's not even call it dreams. Let's, let's not even call it dreams. Let's just talk about just personal development, just growing as a person, not talking about years. We can grow in years. Right, without becoming better people. But if we all, and I will point you back to the Bible, it says that Jesus grew not just physically, right, but in wisdom. Yes. He grew in favor with God and with men. So learning, life is about learning. A lot of us just quit learning after basic school. What you find out is that if you continue on the path of learning, you will find that you grow. And as you grow, your capacity to harness these dreams grow. But if you do not grow as a person, that is personal development. So in answer to your question, I think we all have a responsibility to ourselves and to our maker and creator to grow and to know that we are here by accident. We are not here just occupying space and so it behoves you to find out the apostle Paul says that he, that he wants to know he wants to apprehend that reason for which he was arrested by Christ why am I here? it's the eternal question because there is a reason why we are here That
0: certainly is That certainly is
1: yeah it, it behoves each and every one of us to strive to enter into that reason, to, to discover
0: it. And that leads me right to the next question. When you say discover, do we or can we choose our dreams? Can we say, this is what I'd like to do? Or are we choosing that because we were pre-programmed <laughs> to have an, have an affiliation for that dream? Mm-hmm. Or can we just say you know, randomly, I would like to do so-so-and-so? You know, conscious decision to make a choice that this is what I want.
1: Mm. Do you believe that? Well, yes and no. L- L- yes. Yes. I- I yes, I will explain what I mean, right? When mm. there are different levels of awareness, right? So when we are not, um, like I say, when you're not deliberate and intentional about your life, right? What do you want to be? I want to be a doctor when I grow up. Everybody's being a doctor. So you become a doctor i want to do mba you do mba but then you realize i'm not satisfied something is there's an emptiness in me oh and so like you know i said in one of the master classes you can just everyone is crumbling to climb up this ladder to the top and when you get to the top it's like oh wrong building so yes, after, people, after all that effort, yeah? After all the effort of climbing. For some people is at their deathbed. Yeah. And sometimes it's not their fault. It's just that the environments that they have grown in, the environments that they have been in, have been limited and have not allowed them to, you know, to even know. Imagine if you were created to be a great pianist and you never saw a piano in your life. How are you going to do that? Would something
0: I, lead you to a piano? Would something somewhere well, lead you to I, a piano somewhere?
1: I, I think, I think, right, and from some of the experiences that I've had, you know, the Bible says that God created eternity. I was just reading it this morning. He put eternity in the heart of man. There's something that propels you. You keep going. There's a reason you like different things. You know, from other people There's something inside of you That eternity That desire that comes from eternity And so you keep pushing You keep pushing This great pianist might find that in school They like music They don't know why Right? They might not articulate it the way I'm saying He might just sit at a piano And just put out a piece And you're like, what? Where'd that come from? He's surprised Again because i believe in a creator god i think that he helps us along the line to direct us but then is will you take the promptings will fear paralyze you will noise shut it down will inhibitions shut those things down i know that god is good
0: oh yes he will oh, yes.
1: direct his children
0: he will direct and arrange and all yeah. things will work together for good.
1: I strongly oh, believe that. Absolutely, which leads
0: me. I'm so happy we're having this talk because it's just flowing the way I, I'd, I'd hoped it would. Which leads me to the very next question: Who is the outcome of the dream for? In other words, who are we really accountable? Somebody said on um, one of the um, another guest I had said that. You know, we're accountable to ourselves and to life itself and, of course, to God. And sometimes accountability comes in different ways, like, in quote, jealousy. For instance, you're looking at your peers on social media and they seem to be doing so well. And you're thinking, my Mm -hmm. goodness, I should be there. I should be that. I could do that. So something is making you accountable for your inability to, shall I say, excel? What do you think about that?
1: (sighs) Hmm. accountability who are we accountable to in the final analysis is that your question
0: in the final analysis in this context being the vision you've been given or the dream you've been given to birth to the yeah world. Yes. yeah so who are we accountable to ourselves to god
1: i i I, bel- I believe that you, we are accountable to god who gave us the gift right we're going to answer for the gift we are also accountable to ourselves Mm-hmm. And we're accountable to those who are to be blessed by the dreams that we were given. We are now, accountable to Who may or may not us? know us. Who may who or may, may, may not know us. Okay. Yes, who may or may not know us. Oftentimes, I found myself doing stuff because I didn't really want to get out of bed but I knew that some people were waiting for me. I needed to show up in my best version. Even though I didn't feel like it, that external accountability to God and to the people I'm called to, the tribe that I may not know, that may not even know me, right? And that's also, okay. I think it's also a form of accountability to myself. Wow. So I, I have a sense of accountability to myself, to God, and to those He's called me to serve with my gift and my dreams, even if, if they don't know me.
0: All right. All right. All right. So being being that we now accept and agree that God gives us these gifts, and God gives us and he leads us and guides us by different promptings of providing help and direction on our part. We're also accountable to pursue the purpose for which he has brought us to this earth. Now, what roles do you think that clarity, confidence and courage play in fulfilling our dreams? <laughs> Is that a trick question, well, seeing well, that as yes. a queen of clarity? <laughs>
1: I'm, just, I'm just leading you on. Leading I you figured. On. I'm leading you on. Well, for those who don't know me, you know, I'm the clarity queen because um, most people don't have what they want in life because they don't know what they want, So they, they have no idea what they are about. All right. And if you remember our clarity exercise with the glasses and all of that, right, you see that clarity is like the foundation of whatever you want to do. Look at the Bible, Genesis 1. There was a marriage of problems, darkness, chaos, and all of that. What's the first thing God addresses? Let there be light. Let's have illumination, let's see what is going on. So clarity is a sign for achieving your dreams. Without clarity, you will not achieve anything on a, in a consistent manner. Now, you spoke about confidence, courage. Well, you see, clarity helps you know who you are, who you ought to be, where you are, where you ought to be going, where are the gaps, where do I get help from. Without confidence, we cannot achieve much. I promise you that. Why? You will constantly shrink. Now, confidence is not really the absence of nervousness and all those sort of things. No, Not at all. Confidence is not at all. My confidence comes from the fact that I know that God has sent me to do this. And therefore, and therefore would. (laughs) Exactly. And therefore, he's going to support me. I used to be terribly shy, tongue-tied. People don't believe this. When was that? I still... Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Ebere. That would have been years ago. What era was that? No. Ebere, I am still very shy. People do not believe this because I'm a public speaker, right? But I would rather write than stand up and speak any day. But guess what? I stand up all the time and speak. Because God taught me something. He says, you see, you're too focused on yourself. You have to think about the other people. So you can't up, stop get being out so of yourself, self-focused. Right? Get out of yourself or get over yes. yourself. Yes, get, out, get over yourself and think about those who are going to benefit from what you're bringing out. And when you do that, and let me tell you what helps, right? When you think that someone is going to perish, in quotes, it could be in any form. Yes. If you don't release what you got, that compels you. If you're a decent person, it doesn't matter if you're stuttering. And by the time you, by the time you do it one, two, three times, you got the confidence to do it. The butterflies will always be there. But like my friend says, just do it. But you need confidence. Without confidence, you will not step into your game, into the fullness of your game. You won't step up to plate. All right? Right. Courage is almost the same thing. You see, courage. Is just doing it. Even if your your belly is full of butterflies, you just do it. And this is where community is important. Very important. That's my other C, community. Community to cheer you on, to encourage you, to hold your hand sometimes, yeah, to tell it okay,
0: Yeah, the help. Yeah, to
1: help you through. Yeah. And once you do it, I encourage people to take action. You see, the minute you take action, you can get a feedback. Sometimes when I'm so nervous about something, when I read the thousands of you know feedback that I have, testimonials, I'm like, Wow, what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, you can do uh, it again confidence, right?
1: Absolutely that will bolster your confidence immediately. You know, sometimes you're like, Are they talking about me? Yeah, baby, they're talking about you, so step out there, you know. I, I so those three things yeah, go do your stuff. Lives are going to be blessed because listen, no matter how no matter where you are, no matter how you think you don't have something, there's someone who's not where you are, who is behind, who can then get something from you? And if you think that that if it's one person that you're gifting your dream transforms their lives, that's enough for you to step out there. That's and cool. hold your power and beat.
0: Yeah, it's enough. It's more than yeah. enough. It's more than enough. You would have done your bit mm-hmm. if one person yeah. is blessed by what you do. Beautiful, Absolutely. beautiful, beautiful. Right, I want to ask you now to talk, talk to us about regret, right? Regret when yeah. you think you have not fulfilled your purpose or you're not fulfilling your purpose. And is it ever really too late?
1: Mm. Regret. Regret. Mm-hmm. Well, I have some of those. I had some of those. But you know what? It's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> I know that because one of my favorite pastimes is reading about people that started really late. That keeps me quite grounded. We are human beings. Sometimes there's a sense of regret because we cannot do anything about the past, right? And we feel that, oh, we missed opportunities. We weren't quite who we could have been and didn't quite do the things we could have done or done things we shouldn't have done. However, that knowledge that you cannot change the past, right? You not live in the past. Learn whatever you got to learn from there. You know, that's failing forward. Right? Like my mentor, Dr. John Maxwell, like he says, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. We never lose. Insofar as we can go back into the past and change the past. So the important thing is to, to learn from the, what has happened and then to carry your learnings forward into the present. Okay, then it it becomes something useful for the present and the future, you know. So yeah, regrets are there, but don't don't build a tabernacle around them. Just move on and convert regrets to to learnings and that are useful and valuable. Yeah, there's always an
0: inherent value in what we perceive as failure. That value is what you learned from it.
1: Absolutely, that's wisdom. Absolutely,
0: fantastic, fantastic. (laughs)
1: Coach and Lillian. it's never
0: too late.
1: Never, too, never late.
0: too late. Never, never too late. Never too late. That's so important for all of us yeah. to learn from. It's never too yeah. late. Yeah. We shouldn't mm-hmm. dwell in the past. We should just forge forward and trust the process because the process is from God. And yeah. we all agree, He knows it. He knows best. And we have a responsibility, the well, strong responsibility, to pursue these dreams so that we can be useful
1: to the yeah. one who
0: sent us. Yeah. And
1: to and mankind. Exactly. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, and let, let me quickly add something. Please. Let's okay. get the support and help we need in pursuing our dreams. No person does anything great alone. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get the help, the support, the community that we need, you know, in pursuing this dream. Sometimes we need new skills, new strategies, new structures, support, and all sorts of things. Let's get those things that we need and those people we need. It's very important.
0: Okay, that's also part of being accountable. Yeah. Doing the right thing, doing the things that we ought to do to make mm-hmm. ourselves better and more able to carry out mm-hmm. this vision. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yes.
0: Excellent. Wow. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners. I know you have been blessed. I have been. And Coach Lillian, please, we'll have you over and over and over again, even if we have to book ahead one year.
1: (laughs) Thank you (laughs) very for having me. Thank Thank you. you God bless you. Okay, bless you too. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: Hello, doctor.
0: Hello, Pastor Nii. How are you doing? i just going to go right ahead and start the program. Is that all right? Good. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Talk with Ebere. I am so excited today to have Pastor Niyi Adekule with me. He's a very, very special person. He doesn't like too many titles, so I'll just let him be me today. Is that all right, Pastor Nee? Perfect. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right, fine. Like I say at the beginning of this uh, program or all the past recordings, I have made a conscious effort to interview or have a conversation with people who are particularly deep thinkers, whose mindset is, you know, I hold in very high regard. So today, Pastor Nee and I will be discussing why dreams die. I have a couple of questions, and uh, just for a sort of intro. You know, when we're all young, we believe that we can get up and touch the sky. We just think we have absolutely no barriers. We have no inhibitions whatsoever. We have 100% belief in our abilities as God has given to us. But as we get older, as we get older, for some reason either we lose confidence or circumstances or whatever, the dreams just kind of fizzle out or eventually die. So, Pastor Lee, my first question to you, why do dreams die? Dreams Hello.
2: die. Dreams die. Because people allow them to die. Simplistic question, answer is it.
0: No, I know there's more. <laughs> I know definitely there's more. People allow them die. All right? Explain.
2: We're given to a number of factors. Babies. So it's like conception. And the moment you conceive, it does not guarantee giving birth. And every every mother, even though you're happy at the, at the journey, of con- you understand that conception is not everything until you see delivery and see the baby develop and go on to other things and that's how dreams are and if you do not protect it from the point of conception it will die there are forces within you and there are forces around you that do everything to ensure that the baby or the dream doesn't survive and the first thing is to understand. Uh, what some of these things are if you understand them they need to know what you can do with your dreams from them number one fear fear because there's no dream yes yeah, fear number fear. one the greatest fear because there's no dream that comes to you that is not initially bigger than you so the can first I, can, rest I, can, I, can I interrupt you there fear please accepted.
0: Why don't we feel this fear when we're younger, when, the, when we start out with a
2: dream? Because when you're young, uh, the kind of fear you experience when you're young is not fear of your ability. You, you don't really fear your own ability or inability. It's the fear of like darkness and all that. But growing up and it... And, begins to help us become conscious of the fact that you are not the only one in the world. As a child, you you feel everything resolves around you. You are not conscious of anybody. So you can pull where you want. You can cry when you want. You can scream when you want. You can be a mess when you want. But as you grow older, you become conscious of the fact that there are other people. So you want to behave yourself. You want to be your best behavior. You want to look right. You want to put your best foot forward. Like, uh, the impression of people about you is important. And those are the things that subtly introduce fear. But as a child, a baby cries anytime he wants to eat, does anything he wants, and he it doesn't, he's not scared. But as we grow older, those things become conscious. You do a baby falls and rise again, and we are the ones that shout, oh baby, you are know, And then just gets up, even cries and goes after to it again. But as we get older, you now understand that if I fall, people can laugh at me. People can make fun of me, people can mock me, then you are doing everything not to fall. So instead of walking, you choose rather not to walk because instead of being motivated by the joy of walking and getting to your goal, you are motivated or held back by the fear of falling and people making fun of you. Very clear. Okay. That's what I mean. Please go on. So, uh, the internal factors like i've said fear like and let me use let me use the let me use the okay have to deal with in yourself the 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 challenges that's that happen within you you unconsciously give up so the first thing is before you even once you get the dream it's important you understand yourself like i said the first thing that a true dream that you you should be able to accomplish will do to you is to help you understand that you cannot accomplish it so understand your limitations understand your abilities understand your capabilities then know how to manage them there are so many things that will limit you number one your personality there are some things you can do, there are some things you can do. Some of us are introverted by nature, some of us are introverted by nature. Some of us are naturally people that can work with others, some of us are not. It's important you understand these things. So, fear is one, your configuration and your personality is another thing. And a lot of people try to make things happen without understanding who they are. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I was made to understand that um, if a woman is pregnant, uh, there's something they call mm-hmm. it the racist factor or something. Yes. So um if you if your blood group is, is positive or negative, I'm not too sure of the details now. You need to get some form of injection or some treatment to ensure that your system does not fight the baby. That's right. So my simple mm-hmm. understanding is this the more you understand yourself, the more things you and Within yourself. And we all have these things. So a woman that does not understand that keeps getting pregnant, keeps losing the child, and thinks it's some uh, enemy factor. Whereas it's simply ignorance, not knowing who you are. So the more you know who you are, the more you know your limitations, the more you think you the more you know how to handle it, and the better you do in partnering with people or learning to know how to leverage the skill you have or the things you don't have to make your dreams happen. So that's very, very important. That's very, very, very important. The dream would, your dream, the person you are at the beginning of your dream and the person you are at the end of your dream are two different people. So it's important you know who you are because it's going to take a lot out of you to transform from that person who received the dream to the person who makes the dream happen. And sometimes a lot of us don't want to go through that process. A man, Moses, met God and God gave him this dream of delivering the nation of Israel. He saw it and everything he was talking about was one excuse after the other. I can't talk. I can't do this. I can't do that. Okay, God said you can't talk. I'm going to partner with your brother. He can talk. He'll do this for you. Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he began to speak about his limitations. There's no problem with it. It's important you know it. So two things happen. You can either learn how to partner with people or learn how to work with your weakness, overcome so them, and move on with your dreams. So those are some of the internal things that really, really limit people's dreams. The external factors. Right, now
0: you, you keep saying. saying um, I'm going to take it back a bit to what you said earlier. You mentioned at the point when you receive the dream. So my question to you now is, who gives the dream? Yeah. And how do you know that the dream you think you have received is valid?
2: okay um, there are a number of things about that. Uh, some people believe that their dreams come from God and from, from divine or divine uh, endowment that God has given them like we have the story of Joseph in the Bible. Some people just uh, have a desire and they pursue it. But the truth is this, whether it's from God, whether it's a personal desire, no dream will happen without conviction. Whether it's God that gave it to you, whether it's your personal desire, whatever dream you have, you need to be convinced about the reality of that dream. So that's quite important. So yes, you can dream, you can can receive a dream from God, You you can have an experience, a painful experience that inspires you to do something, and dream now is not... By, by oh, about of dream. Course. We're not talking about lying down the bed and the
0: dream, and For our listeners, up. the dream is actually uh yeah. interchangeably your yes. purpose, yes. your vision, your desires, or
2: your goals. Yes, a purpose, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could come from God, it could come from an experience, it could come from the, the the way God has given has, has built you. You, you just found out that you have some unique ability that is that is not uh uh uh, available to everybody and you believe you can make something out of it. So uh, if you are one of those who read the Bible, I think somewhere in Romans it talks about the gifts and the callings of God. So uh, that means either God gives you gifts in terms of abilities or he specifically calls you or gives you an invitation to come and do something for him. And then there are the things you are passionate about. And some people just look at something and they they just want to rise up and do something about it. But like I said, either way, anyhow it comes, you must have convictions that the dream is going to be reality. Why? Because there's no dream in this world that will not go through the danger of opposition. And when the opposition comes up, if you are not convinced about the reality of the dream... You're saying to us that we, you know,
0: have a role to play. Are the most significant role to play in validating our dreams because when we validate our dreams then other people will see you know the value of our dreams and believe it as well is that what you're saying hello sometimes please permit, uh, pardon us we have a, a bit of a break there
2: Yes, Nigi, can you hear me? Yes, I, I, I lost the other point.
0: Yes, I was saying that, you know, what I hear you say is that yeah. we have the major role to play in yes, validating our dreams. Yes, we, uh, do. When we do. when we do that, then other people will believe in the value of our dreams and the authenticity yeah. of our dreams. Right, so how do you explain a five-year-old, for instance, who wakes up and has this burning desire to create some for instance, uh, advanced kind of uh, technology that will fly planes. A five-year-old.
2: Well, okay. well it, it's good. Where did that come from?
0: Where did that come from?
2: Like I said, we have this disaster around this, and sometimes it's about the abilities that God gave us. So you just respond to these abilities. And uh, it's said that uh, the late Nelson Mandela was a young boy of less than 10 or ten years old. He sat down at the back of a church, a Baptist church in Izululand, in the thick of... and said to himself, one day I will be the leader of this country. I'll be the president of this country. Where did he get that from? I read another story about Neil Armstrong, who was sitting down in front of his father's house as a young boy, and one of his uh, uncles came around visiting, and he sat down in front of the porch wooden house and his uncle said, what do you want to do with your life? And he pointed at the sky and said, I want to go there. The technology wasn't there. The, nobody was talking about going to space. Neil Armstrong went to space at, in the 60s. So that must have happened either in the 50s or the 40s. But there was just something on the inside of him that was kicking and was saying to him that this is possible. And he believed it. And, and he believed it. But he could have said, nobody has done it before. Who, who has even heard about that before? But today, it's history. People are, in fact, uh, people are literally trying to have honeymoon on the moon today. Absolutely. With what, uh, with what people are doing in terms of technology and all that. That's so, right. um, right. I believe that, like I said, these dreams. Sometimes when God gives you these, you don't even know it's from God. And sometimes these things are on the inside of you. You don't even know why you can do it, but it's just there. Some of us discover it early. Some of us discover it much more. But some way, somehow, it's like the deep calling to the deep. And some of us can respond to it no matter how deep and great it is, respond to it and rise up to it.
0: Wow. Deep call it unto deep. As the Bible Mm. says, right? Okay, so what role? What role? You know, because it's one thing to have a a, a wild dream or a big dream and you embrace it. What roles do clarity and uh, you know confidence, in fact, courage as well, play in fulfilling that dream?
2: Now confidence and clarity is a journey. Mm. We don't we don't we don't get there in one day. Because like I said, every in fact I think the first reaction to a dream is confusion. You you, you look at the dream and you look at yourself and you say it's impossible. Then after you stay around the, now, if you are a child, yes you just you 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 take it up. But you know that, as a child, you cannot accomplish that dream immediately. Joseph was a child when he had a dream of, of seeing the sun, moon, and stars, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bowing down to him. And in his ignorance, he said it to everybody and he saw how the problem started immediately. <laughs> and the process took, yeah, and, you know, so a child who does blotter out and all that because you don't know the process yet, all God will show you is the end product. He tells you, oh, I'm going to give you a landfill with milk and honey. That's the dream. But he didn't tell you that, listen, you are going to go through hell and high water. Pharaoh will almost kill you. You almost sink in the wind, in, in the Red Sea. All this will happen. But the moment you begin to see those things and get clarity, you will be scared. And that's where God needs to tell you be strong and very courageous because you want to pull back. That's right. But as you move on, you, 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 you don't you don't see the whole road in one day. Clarity, just like you're driving on the road when you're driving. At some point, it looks as if there's water on the road. But you don't say, no, there's water on the road. I won't go there. Just keep moving. You find that when you get there, there's nothing there. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. And these are dynamics that make dream happen. The more you understand. Guidance is also very, very important. Oh, absolutely. You need somebody absolutely. to guide mm-hmm. you
0: along the way. Mm-hmm.
2: What you are doing for us is guidance. You need someone to guide you along the way. So
0: when it comes to clarity and uh, confidence, do you think in any way that those can maybe help you achieve your dream quicker or should we say easier? Because if you're clear on what exactly you you have received from God, what exactly you want to know, uh, you have tried to eliminate confusion, as you said, can you achieve it faster or is there a set timeline that you must go through A, B, C, D before you realize or fulfill that dream?
2: there's no doubt. Clarity allows you to get there faster. It's like you are traveling the lights. The the brighter your headlamp, the faster you can move. True. True. If your headlamp is dim, if your headlamp is dim, yes, you can move, but you are more cautious. But if there's light everywhere, your headlamp is good. The street lights are on. The you know everything is working. You can just move faster. So clarity makes you move faster. If I can quote the Bible, write the vision down. Make it yeah. plain. Make it clear. Make it plain. Make it clear. And the next one said that so that the person that reads it or interfaces with it can run. If it's not clear, you can't run. If you might be able to walk, you might be able to crawl, but you can't run. The clearer it is, the faster you can move, and that's for everybody.
0: And the clearer the, the clearer clearer it gets, the
2: faster we can. The clearer
0: move. it gets, still.
2: Yes. Wow. wow. Yes. I declare, I declare, I declare.
0: So I have a question for you now. I'm going to call in your, your role as a cleric, if you don't mind. Pastor Nii, is your dream actually your life's purpose? Now, all the time. Let me rephrase that. God has made you and I for a particular purpose that he has in mind, right? Now, is that purpose fulfilled through the burning dream that you have? Or could there be some disalignment sometimes? What do you think?
2: Um, if I use... I, I see the, that's why I talk about the dynamics of dream and, and guidance. If I use my personal example, Please. so today you called me cleric, whatever you call it. Cleric, that's a very <laughs> big name. Uh, sorry, <laughs> so sorry, sorry, sorry. So I just was to you. I'm a bit
0: dodgy about the word pastor these days, if you don't mind. So... <laughs> Eric
2: is fine. Just throw everything away and just leave me with some <laughs> prayer. So, uh, so I was an engineering student and I'm till now I'm an introvert. And, I, and I, my desire was to be a professor of electronics engineering. So one night, in my own unique way, God visits me and I had this dream that you would be, let me use your word, a man of the clock. You will be a cleric. And I'm like absolutely impossible. I can't do that. How can I do that? I'm an introvert. Immediately. I'm an introvert. I can't do this. I don't like standing in public. I don't know how to talk. I don't like talking to people. I don't like this. I don't like that. Uh, And back in those days, a lot of uh, preachers shout. I don't know how to shout. I don't know how to do this. It's absolutely not gonna happen. And I resisted it with everything. There was an elder, a more senior friend who came to meet me and said, Oh, me, I had this this I had this thing from God that God is calling you that one day you'll be a pastor. I didn't talk to him for a year and a half. <laughs> I, just him, I said, How are you will look at me and tell me I'm gonna be a pastor or a preacher, what kind of rubbish is that? You know? Incidentally, he's an he's an addict in the Anglican church today. And he sees me today and he just laughs. And sometimes he cries. It was the time I went to speak. He was just crying. He said, Can you imagine you this boy that he didn't talk to me for a year and a half? Wow. I said, because wow. I just couldn't imagine it. Mm. And that's because uh, God Jesus told Peter, he said, we need to pay bills for this, for this, for this toll. He said, but we don't have money on us. But go to the sea, catch a fish, open the mouth of the fish, you will see a gold coin, bring it out and pay the bill for us. And I asked the question. Did the fish know that it was carrying a golden coin? And most likely, no. Mm, deep, but deep. the creator of the fish... Thank you. So I'm a bit smart. So <laughs> Very. When you follow your dream, you think you're smart. Wow. So, the question. Did the fish know he was carrying a golden coin? And most likely, no. But the creator knew that there was something there. So if you're one of those who believe in God and is your maker and all that, you believe that there are some things he has put inside of you that can help you address the challenges and the needs of your life. So you just believe in that and you begin to cooperate and gradually. So today people see me and I do this and people say, wow, I wish I can do this like you do. I said, if only you knew that. It almost killed me. You know? But in responding to it and like I said, clarity, guidance, learning, accepting. Then, like a book, you begin to open gradually. And incidentally, I even found out that, you know, a dream is more, it's like a book. Like It's like a book. And a book is made up of different pages. So a section of your brain might be talking about medicine today and being an eye doctor today. Ten years later, the dream might move you from there to becoming like an author. And I'm not calling anybody's name now. <laughs> move you from being an author the marketer, a coach, and all that. But you see, one thing is is straight to everything. It's about helping people. Mm -hmm. It's about helping people. So, the big picture is, Lord, so, when you meet me today, I remember my daughter came to me one day and said, Daddy, um, we're talking in school about our parents and our dads. My have a friend whose father is a doctor, and other one is a bank and all that. He said, what exactly are you? <laughs> I like that. I said, I'm jobless. He said, you what? Said, I, so I thought I said, I'm jobless. And I confused her more. the more. And the reason confused. was because my daughter sees me. Come again?
0: She must have been thoroughly confused.
2: Hello? She must have been thoroughly confused. Yeah, because she sees, she sees me pastor at church. She sees me write... She knows sometimes, she knew I studied engineering. She knows a number of things. So to help her confusion, one day I took her out with me. That day I was doing a training the company. So I took her out. It was my birthday. So I finished the training. When I finished the training, she sat down. Everybody greeted her and all that. I had to run to the studio to do a TV recording. When I finished the TV recording, I ran to church, did some work. Then I came back home by the time she was already fagged out. So I called. I said, uh, young lady, do you know exactly what I do? She said, that's the problem. I don't know. <laughs> in the morning, we're talking to this people. We, we went to do this recording of you. We went to church and all that. I said, good. Let me help you. So she said, I said, I said in the morning, this is what I was doing? Yes. She said, you were training this people. I said, what was I doing the afternoon? he said, you were doing a recording for your TV program. I said, but what was I doing? He said, you were talking. I said, what was I doing? He said, OK, you were teaching people. I said, when I get to the church, what do I do? I I said, when I write, what do I do? I said, I teach people. I said, at the end of the day, I said, so to help you and to help your friends, it doesn't look uh, very fanciful, but just tell your friends that your father is a teacher. So I'm either teaching in companies, I'm teaching in church, I'm teaching in school, I'm teaching through my writing, I'm teaching on TV, I'm teaching on radio, I'm teaching anything. So that is what i am now you cannot talk about the subject i teach but at the end of the
0: day i am a teacher wow wow very profound there so you teach and what do, what do teachers do teachers mold people
2: yes i'm mean, a I mean, mind molder. a mind what yes a mind mind molder. Mind. Molder. I, will, I
0: love that one i'm going to adopt that one Pastor yeah, Nia the it's Mind Moulder. Please to yeah, meet you. There. <laughs> nice. nice. Okay, so my my final question, my final question to you, oh. just before we wrap up, is, you know, when you don't fulfill your dream, yeah, regret sets in.
2: Yeah.
0: How do you deal with that? Because I'm. Um, um, tired of hearing people say that could have been me i could have done that i had a dream to write a book i never got around to it i could have been this i could have been that and i filled with regret so two things is it ever too late and when when you accept that it's late and you you're full of regret, how can you handle all of that
2: well uh, it's a very tricky one because um sometimes might look too late but like i said When you have clarity, then you can understand the full ramification of your dreams. So, assuming somebody has a dream to become a footballer, and at age 10, you begin to practice. But between 10 and 40, you've not done anything. Then at 45, you say, oh, I want to be a footballer. I don't think any football club in the world will take you. (laughs) But then, because they they don't sign people up at that age. But if you Correct. just if, if, if you if you if you are able to settle down and allow your heart to to understand the dream much more, it might be to impact football. So if you're not just if you're so if you're not a footballer, it's about owning a football club. It's about impacting football as a coach. Because even if you're a footballer, Kanu and all of them, they're no longer playing football. So they either they run academies or they're coaching or something. So you can come in another way. I believe that the passion always stays. And no matter how late it is, you might not be able to do some aspects of the Aspects of that dream you can pick up. Moses had a dream. 40 years was gone, but he was able to pick it up again at age 80. So you might not be able to do some aspects. But if it's a book, there are some things you might have written at age 20. But believe me, if you didn't write at age 20, even at your age 80, you can still write it. Bring those experiences into play. So the truth is this. We really have no excuse for pursuing our dreams, no matter how it is. Because there's an aspect of the dream you can always pursue. Dreams expand. And the more you focus on it, the more it expands. You know? Expand that so, evolves or expands only? and evolves and that's what i was going to say so okay you have an apple i tell people i say i'm not a multi-gifted person some people are like multi seed people like you you know they are like guava or or pineapple or, or like uh what's it called uh Water- what um, they call that papaya, papaya. Purple, papaya. Yeah, has a, yeah has a lot of seed in there i said someone like me like apple you can see all the three four seed in there i said but from that apple you can create apple pie you can have apple drink. You can have apple combo. You can have the powdered apple. You can do whatever it is. You know, so, and it's just the same apple. Instead that George Washington cover from the peanuts brought out over 400 different products. So a dream can evolve, and that's what happens. If you are faithful in the little one, God trusts you with more and brings more things out of it. But if you are not been faithful in the little, you won't see how more and more can come out of it. And that's the way I see it. But when you are committed to it, and you work on it, the God just opens, so or life opens another page of that dream to you, and you can just keep expanding and moving on in it. Wow. wow. It's huge. It's huge, because that's really what we exchange our lives for. A fulfilling life is a life that you're exchanging every day for the reality and the fulfillment of your dream. And so... Okay, stop that.
0: I would have to quote you there. That is so fantastic. Say that again. He said, the, "The fulfillment of your life is when you exchange reality every for your
2: you dream." Change. Yeah, every day is real exchange your life for the reality of your dream. Every day should be. I'm giving my time to get something that will help me realize my dream. Either building a skill, uh, 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 learning something, doing something to make that dream a reality. That's what that's what life's all about. Life is. On on you are a dream unfolding every single day. So every single day you should be doing something to unfold an aspect of that dream. At least a fulfilling life. That's what a fulfilling life should be about.
0: So how, how do you handle regrets?
2: Regrets. In my personal life, I've learned not to regret anything. It doesn't do anything. Learn from it and move on. It sounds weak, it sounds tough, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything. You sit down, you regret and all that. It doesn't really do anything. Learn from it, dust yourself up, and move on. It's painful, but it doesn't really do anything. Learn the lessons, and move on. That's the best way to combat regrets into rewards.
0: Wow. So now, when you say that we can just dust ourselves off and move on, you are actually implying that we're not accountable to anyone for this dream that was put in us. And if we agree that mm-hmm. the dream was given by God, are we not accountable
2: to so so him, him to We are accountable on two hours Number one, Okay. if you do not live and follow your dreams on earth, you will live that life of regret. That's one. So you face the pain here. Like you said, oh, I wish I'd done that. I, I feel like I'd do that. That regret is there. And ultimately, if you believe in the hereafter, you have to tell God what you did with the gifts, the opportunities, and the talents He gave you to make that thing
0: happen. Absolutely. I strongly yeah. believe that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's been a really, really, really enlightening session with you, Pastor Nee, as always. And I'm so grateful you took our time to have this conversation. And I know that you'll be a regular. You'll be a regular on this show mm-hmm. And to all our viewers, a big thank you to
2: Pastor Nii. Thank, thank, you, thank you very you. much, everybody. Thank you. out for now, God bless okay. you. Thank you, dog. God bless you, Doc. Okay, bye. bye.